What is up, bums? I hope everyone is doing well and uh, succeeding in life. Um, Today, oh, well, before we get started, it's just me and Eddie today. Nothing too crazy. We're going to be talking about ethics. But before we get started with that, please check out our Instagram, T-H-E-B-U underscore M-S. On Instagram, feel free to comment, you know. I don't know if you guys have been checking out the Instagram lately on our last post. It's getting a little traction, you know. There's a... There may or may not be a video of Eddie that we all want to release. So, you know, if you're curious at all what we're talking about, you know, feel free to go on there and uh, look at the comments section. Uh, with that being said, Eddie, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Doing pretty good. Actually, getting over being sick. Today's like the first day, no sore throat, no nothing. Feeling feeling good. <clears throat> the bums uh, take turns being sick, so it's pretty amazing that, honestly, we're both, both healthy, if we're being completely healthy. honest. But... Yeah, like like I said earlier, Bum, say we're going to be talking about ethics. So I'm curious, Eddie, what is ethics? Uh, yeah, so it's something that, like, I think everyone gets mixed up with morals, but they do have overlap um, because it's kind of like a way by which we go about making decisions and our influencing our behavior and stuff like that. But ethics are more of, like, an external thing. So, like, as an example, you know, uh, psychology, when you do research projects, there's uh, a board of uh, ethics board that you usually have to coordinate with to make sure that what you're doing is not unethical, right? It's not something that's interfering with people or doing something that you shouldn't be doing that's inappropriate, right? Um, so it's kind of more of an external thing, whereas, like, morals, which people often would mix up, are, are something personal. Um, but, like I said, they do overlap, so, yeah. Yeah, I think of it as ethics of the outside, morals on the inside. And what they mean is, you know, how people follow rules and how people act. You know what I mean? Like, a example, like I saw or was thinking of, like, ethics might say that you have to be kind to everybody that comes through the door. You have to say hello. Morals might, someone with a different set of morals, you know, there's a lot of ways to say hello to somebody, you know? And that's where you might see that differentiation. I like that example. Yeah, so super simple, you know, but I think everybody's talked to somebody and you can hear them say, talk to somebody in a type of way and you're like, oh, okay. And then they get to you and you're like, what's this about? You know what I mean? And that's more the the morals, which is more the personal on the inside. But moving forward, where where do we learn ethics, Eddie? Where do you think it starts, at least? Um, so very similar to morals, it seems to start with like community, uh, society, culture, or organizations that you're uh, in. Um, you know, like I was in a fraternity, so we had certain things that we had to follow that we couldn't do or could do, uh, could do or could not do um, due to ethics, um, due to these code of conduct that we had. And that's all a form of ethics. Um, so it just comes from mostly external sources. Uh, and by external, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, where like, culture influences you and then you influence culture by your response so similar similar example where it's like ethics while starting out as an external thing you also have a chance to influence uh by your own experiences but mostly external yeah so i think of like schools like the first one that came to my mind you know it's the first like besides like maybe daycare but um first place a kid goes that has like rigid structure and rigid rules that have consequences if you don't follow them and I think that's where you at least get your first taste of ethics and, you know, you're interacting at such a young age and, you know, some kids are not following the rules and others are. And I think that's where you're starting to see like the beginning of ethics, you know, something that came to my mind was like in high school, um, 
you know, ethics, you know, we had a, we had a team rule on the soccer team where we had to wear a suit and tie on game day. Um, I maybe with my morals of not liking to be handsome myself, I would bring a tie, but I wouldn't wear it. I would wear my collared shirt unbuttoned. And honestly, I had some team captains that were not thrilled about it. But I was like, how am I breaking the rule? I have my tie. You didn't specify. You know, so one of those things where I was kind of playing the lines. But yeah, I think Should too, I say those people? <laughs> I'm one of those people. I, well, I don't like wearing a tie. If you ever see me in a tie, I'm probably not happy about it. Okay. But was there was there anything like that? De La Salle? I'm curious. Like, did you get like? Yeah, bro. We uh, so for anyone that listens to this, that went to Dale Sass, like Nathaniel, uh, who's been on the pod, my brother who's been on the pod. Um, was it only two Dale Sass people? Yeah, and, and our friends who listen to this, but you know, at least once a month, you had masks and you had to wear dress shoes, dress pants, dress shirt, tie in a belt. You know, be clean shaven, right? Have your have your hair. You know, can't be touching your uh, collar, right? Has to be over the ears. So those are kind of like our code of conduct that we had to adhere to. Otherwise, we'd face punishment um, or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So another example I want to use just because, you know, throw some insight. Being on the team, I think the the clearest one is like, I'll say this, like, I think, I think overall in Oregon at least, and, you know, somewhat my own personal beliefs, it's like, there's nothing morally wrong with marijuana, but when you're on a Division One team, ethically, you can't be touching that stuff. That's a good point. You know, so that's I think a that's point. another yeah. one where it's like, nah, you know. Yeah. But yeah, just trying to give more examples for you guys. Right. You know, yeah. Back to us. But moving forward, hey, where where does where do you think one? Sorry, where does one? How does one's environment assist in one ethics? Yeah, I mean, just like we're talking about, uh, whether it's part of being a part of an organization, a business company, a team, right? You can go to school. So all those things are the very influences and the structures that exist within those places are kind of what help you develop um, an ethical sense of things, um, a way to do things. And I think in a way you can expand it to be like, oh, you know, because of when you go to a formal thing, you connect formal attire with that so going forward in life and maybe i'm i'm a i'm a steal bryce's example from his life going to an interview it's like i'm gonna show up in a suit right like i'm gonna roll up in my suit and it, even like actually when i showed up for my interview bro for uh oregon for the job dude i showed up in a suit twice and they're like damn okay and i'm like i mean am i not supposed to like i'm trying to look as good as i can here man and that's I think maybe on, on one hand, and I don't even think this has to do with maybe necessarily like morals, but I guess in a way it kind of does because morals uh, relate to your behavior. I may not want to do that, but like as far as, you know, what I believe is ethical or what I believe is the right way to handle yourself in these situations is kind of like, okay, I will do that. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm sure someone could make up an argument between the ethics of dressing for the job per se you know it's like there's this standard and you need to meet it and if you're not you know but i don't know um that's definitely a subject where it's like i should be able to show up in shorts and a t-shirt and my candidacy should be just as good as anybody else but also a little different in equipment because i was getting in the dirt my first day so i'm glad it wears suit you know i 
I do gotta I do gotta ask this. So you know, as we continue to talk about ethics, and as I'm looking at like Cornell Law School talking about ethics, right? Yeah. You're kind of embodying principles and nature of duties that people owe themselves and one another. Uh, define what is good for the individual for society. You know, I think it's funny because like I think in our heads when we think about ethics and morals, we're, we we connect them to such high concepts and ideals and ways that we're supposed to go about life. Um, when it can just be boiled down to something simple as like it's a code of conduct for going to mass or it's what your team does, right? Like Bryce said, look, morally we may feel like, hey, if I want to, I can go drink some beer or smoke some weed. But because I belong to this organization, ethically that's not something I can do. Um, yeah. And it can be as simple as that. It's not always like this big thing of, oh man, you know, I'll ethically you a... we shouldn't murder people and morally we shouldn't murder. <laughs> it doesn't need to be that like it doesn't yeah. need to be that serious. It can be something like this. It's kinda is what I'm gathering from looking at all these places, really. Yeah, I'll give you two examples. You know, something in equipment, and I'm sure it's kinda unspoken throughout the football team, is you you never wear other team gear. And honestly, you're not supposed to wear Adidas or Puma or Under Armour or any of that shit. And equipment, we took that so serious, given, you know, we're kind of more on the apparel side of things. You know, so we had a guy, he showed up in a Texas t-shirt. And, man, it just felt like this dude punched us all in the face, man. It really, we were literally like, this guy's a horrible person. And we, we were like, we made him change. He was so... and. And later on, you know, he ended up getting fired. But he would always talk about how Texas was better than Oregon at everything. This dude, I don't know. He couldn't get into Texas, and he ended up in Oregon. It's a long story, guys. But, like, morally, I was like, this dude's fine. But ethically, I was like, this is literally you're breaking every team conduct rule. Guys, literally, when you have, like, even players calling you out, it's like, bro, you you messed up. Like, these are the last... You know, so I, I think of like even something small as that. It's like more, there's nothing wrong with like in Texas. But ethically, when you're working for a rival Division One athletic program, you can't, you can't be doing that. You know, I don't know, man. I think morally, there's something wrong about liking University of Texas. I'm just I, saying. I mean, I agree, <laughs> but I, I got to be as impartial. I know. I'm you playing. Know? I'm playing. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, you can't just show up and wear that. Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, crazy. Was that before I, I was there? No, I you know who it is, but I would have to tell you that I'm we'll not gonna off camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk I'll talk about, about that one. But but yeah. Um but going back to the question does one environment assist in one's ethics, you know, I think of like even like you know, I think someone might have a more ethical co you know, as we learn in sociology, and I'm sure it's fairly similar to psychology, you know, people that grow up in certain environments have a different sense of morals and ethics than people that grow up in different environments. Everything between someone that grows in poverty, low class, to someone that grows up in the middle class, to someone that grows in grows up in the one percenter, you know? I think we've known someone that was very wealthy and their code of right and wrong and ethics was was vastly different and it caused problems for some people in our friend group because we were like, dude, you're so wrong. And this person was so, had such a different base because of how they grew up. They just didn't even understand where we were coming from. And it caused a lot of problems. And it was like finding that, um, I think it's, I think it's interesting how environments can make people so different. You know, we think about 
people in other countries that might might may not agree with America. You know, it's like again a total sense of morals and values and sorry morals and code of conduct, whatever ethics, and it causes to the point it gets to the point where we're in conflict with these people. So I just think it's so fascinating. It could be something so small as wearing a different team shirt to being to the point where it's like we have to go to war because your ethics are so screwed up that it's it's causing problems for my ethics, you know? So I just think it's fascinating. But oh, That's a great point. That's kind of what I was trying to get at earlier too. It's like, I think I was working from top down and you're working from bottom up. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting like the, the depth and breadth that ethics and morals can cover um, across like life. No wonder like there's such big in philosophy, you know, and religion. Yeah. Right? So, so I'm curious, Eddie, how, what, what's an environment, how's an environment changed your ethics? Is there anything that it's like, maybe I don't agree with this morally or I do, but anything that stood out to you or maybe even an example of, holy cow, these ethics are very different. Than... I, I will say, I, I think I have an example. I think for me, if it's between my friends or people I know, I might say, hey, morally, I don't agree with you. Shut the fuck up. You know, like get get right. But when it comes to like an organization, I can't just say that to my coworker, right? I have to note what they're saying bring it to the HR or my supervisor, right? And go through those routes because that's how you ethically handle those situations. And if I don't, I can then suffer consequences, even though I'm, I believe I'm doing the right thing. Um, and even though other people might agree I'm doing the right thing, it may not be done correctly. Um, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a tough spot to be in. Um, I think that's when you start getting the larger, even the way like justice system, as far as the United States is concerned, right? Um, and that's where you get some, some areas that there's loopholes and stuff that goes on that, you know, you don't morally agree with, but unfortunately it's kind of how the system rolls. Yeah. I mean, something that like, when I wrote this question, the first thing that jumped out to my mind was, you know, handling conflict, like morally, I don't really love conflict in general. And I don't really, it's not how I like to solve my issues, but when I went through basic training, everything was so just in your face. There's, there's no, area for talking behind someone's back it's gonna you you solve everything head first you know i'm not necessarily saying physical but you know you're gonna like meet that person face to face and you're gonna solve conflict one way or another and that was like something that was so tough for me and it was like if you didn't do that you were seen very as seen as very unethical because you were you know seen as going behind someone's back or just you know being afraid of conflict and that you know even when i got to equipment i think how people talk to each other on a division one football team at certain instances was really tough for me because morally again grew up very just i don't want to say calm but like there's a way you talk to people and you always try to be not disrespectful and you always try to be nice about things and never you know poke the bear per se versus when you're working when we were working on the Oregon football team from 2016 to early 2019 it was just very direct. If you got to hurt their feelings, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you need to disrespect them publicly, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I just, it was very, um, like, I never felt comfortable, you know, with communication styles. 
And like when people saw me communicating, they thought I was weird. Not not like you, but you know, you know, I think you have an idea of who I'm talking about to a certain extent. So I didn't know if like De La Salle, was there anything they ever did that you were like, oh, I really agree with this or I don't morally, but I have to follow through ethically. Um, I think actually it's more of an agree thing. I think it's given me a concept of like how programs should operate. Uh, from when I went there to about the time my brother left, and I know things may change in the time that I've, you know, I haven't really been involved with Dale Styles much anymore. But like, just the idea that like so many of the teachers there, and so many of the staff went to Dale Styles, like they all just came back and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna be here to continue this on." And yeah, sure. Some of them are a little bit more on the deep end than others, right? You're going to have that, right? At the end of the day, they're all upholding the same thing. I think when it comes down to when you want to have an ethical and moral organizational program, it requires everyone to do their part to be, to do, to, to like hold, withhold the standards that, you know, you have. And I think when you don't is, when you see a lot of failure or miscommunication or anger and violence occur in conflict. But when you do, it just just works, you know? There's understanding that goes between different groups. Um, you know, even if I'm on the football team or I'm on the volleyball team, there's some understanding I might have with another group, right? Or theater has an understanding with some of the other people, right? And I think that's kind of what made and makes Dale South such a great place. And it's funny because um, there's someone that, my brother and I, you know, he also went to Dale South, but he was a graduate back in like 05, 06. Um, we met him playing basketball. Um, and, you know, he's like, hey, so was, when you guys were there, was Dale South still a place where like everyone just like hangs out? Like, even if you got like, like obviously there's gonna be beef, right? There's gonna be people that have issues with each other, but like, does everyone like cross hang out between groups? And we're like, yeah. It's like, ah, right, cool. That was one of the best things since I love that, love that place. So I think that's when it comes down to like, building something that is has that feel to it that all agree on those morals and the ethics that you kind of just fall through. I think sometimes it was surprising to me when that happened. Um, when you have people getting along, it's like, oh, you have a football player who's on varsity who you think would just be above the system who's like doing their best to do be part of the, the mental program. So like if, if for the audience, I remember when Nathaniel was on, he was talking about SCORE. Uh, it's like Student Coalition on Respectful Education. And it's like, oh, here's a varsity football player who's really good and really doesn't need to do anything, right? Like, Bryce, you know, you know, those players right, that are studs, they don't need to do anything, right? Well, here he is on score teaching freshmen and sophomores about how to behave, right? Code of conduct, ethics, things like that, and actually caring about it. Um, so I think that's kind of one of those things that Dale said as well, All or right. has done well. Awesome. Which dude. is why I have problems with so many other places that I, yeah i know i think it's one of those things where once you see it done right per se it's like you start to see other places that don't and then you're like guys we can change and they're like we're not changing we don't need to change um no but in this next segment eddie i took the time to google to see nine ethical behaviors actually i've got more and uh examples of unethical behaviors and we're just going to talk about those behaviors through us and maybe our friend group even. Let's kind of maybe look at our bums code of conduct through the college days. A little, chat, a little practice. So the first one, we're going to do ethical behaviors. Got to start positive. Accountability. You know, I think this is something that in the bums I've experienced. Everyone knows I fucked up one, not one time, but 
I fucked up badly, and I am one time. I yelled at Eddie. I shouldn't have. I've apologized a billion times. We're not going to go too much into the details. But, yeah, we had a buddy of mine who's, again, not a big conflict person, got in my face and was like, cut the shit, essentially. And it was a big wake-up call for me and my attitude that I didn't realize was such a problem. And from there, I like to think I effectively changed quite a bit, made the adjustments. So I would say accountability within the friend group. You know, the only time I was disappointed, and I know we tried, was there was a situation where we had a buddy who we know had been drinking, and they got in a car, snow day. And we, I mean, maybe it would have been too extreme to take the next measures, because I think the next step in that probably would have been a physical altercation. But I, but I, I don't know, in hindsight, maybe I felt a little disappointed in our accountability there. But that's two examples that came to my mind. What about you, Eddie? Um. Yeah, actually, I I think about the. the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about a different one, and this this one always warms my heart, even though it led to some property damage. Um, mm. was when I remember going inside, and to your point of like we hold each other accountable. Well, we actually hold other people accountable too because there are these people crossing the street by our house. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they said some words that, you know, you should not say. And our friend group was all in agreement on, on those things. And so we spoke up about it and, uh, you know, ended up being a bit of a fight on the street. Uh, the kid ran away because he's a little, you know. We ended up having to bring the cops in and they pulled that kid back and he paid for the issues that happened. It wasn't property that it wasn't damage to the house. It was someone's car. Yeah. Uh took care of the whole situation. But I think that's like an example of like, okay, we all take it serious to a degree that we are willing to call other people out on stuff that happens like that that I think is a good thing, you know? Yeah. All right. Loyalty. I think the bums have been extremely loyal. It's something that I feel like I Maybe don't say, but I'm I'm in something that's core to my character. So, but yeah, do you feel like the bums have been loyal? Bro, I think there's too many examples for the whole loyalty. <laughs> I mean, we always talk about the 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 awesome championship, uh, the awesome tournament. When like you have people that I would never have expected to stand up for Damien just come out of the stand and be like, "What's good?" So they almost declared war. They almost yeah. declared war on the bums. They were about to fuck around and find out. Thankfully. The cooler has prevailed. And I don't know who that was because that was the first time I was genuinely scared of all my friends on the friend group. Also, the first time it's taken me and two other grown-ass men to hold another man back from trying to murder somebody. But you know when two people that have gotten in physical altercations before at your house during a certain tournament are literally about to go just destroy another kid? Something they fucked up. They it's fucked like up. it's like the the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, like you know. Oh yeah. It's like, oh. Hey, we don't agree on a lot of things, but you know what? They fuck with us, so we want yeah, to give it to Okay, so moving for another one, confidentiality. I'll say this: oh. I don't know if there's been an example on the bums because we're all pretty open with each other. I mean, there's yeah. not too much I felt like I ever hid from you guys. I mean. I'll give myself a prop for not saying that guy's name. I could out him, but I'm not about the whole Texas thing. But. I, I think I think we all are pretty did things that hold stuff confidential from you know. Yeah. Make sure that 
the people that needed to know could know. And then once I, you could say the statute of limitations ran out, we talked about it, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, honesty. I think the bums. I've never really felt like I've had a problem with anybody being honest. If anything, there's too much honesty in the bums, and a little bit, a little problematic at times, sometimes. But honesty is a good thing. Any, has anyone, yeah, has anyone ever lied to you in the friend group about yeah. a serious thing? I mean, oh, they have. Oh, I mean, we we all we resolved it all. Um, oh, wow! But when we brought on one of our guests, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yes. But otherwise, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um. Respect. I mean, I think that's something amongst the group. I, you know, I think I'll out myself a little bit in that. I think there were times where certain people thought I was being disrespectful, and I didn't interpret what I was doing as maybe disrespectful, and it wasn't even intentional. But I could definitely see from their perspective now, in hindsight, maybe they, yeah, maybe there was definitely a bit of it. But I also like to think that growth so you know i'll give myself a well i was gonna say too i think that's where the honesty comes in where we've talked about it before whether whether we say it and then private and then we go to you or we go to someone and talk about it we, we've done that before too so i mean that's not something i think i think the respecting i think i will out myself as saying that i was a bad example as far as like managing the house was concerned um yeah. we probably could have done a bit better to respect that situation yeah um but well, yeah, you know what? I do think of some two people that did something that I felt in hindsight was fairly disrespectful. We can talk off camera about that. Yeah, one, yeah. But I think you know maybe what I'm alluding to. Yeah. But, you know, I think in hindsight, though, or not in hindsight, but at the moment, nobody was outwardly doing something that yeah, was terrible. Like, Whoa. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, we yeah, really yeah. would have checked them yeah. if it was just super bad. But um, professionalism. I don't know if that's something that's ever really applied to the bums. I mean, you guys came to Oregon football games, and I wasn't doing anything unethical there. So I guess that's like me and Eddie were not giving anybody no sideline passes. Not that we had it. True. True. So, shoot, me, you, and Jose, and no, Jared wasn't on the field. But I mean, we. I give out tickets to people, but that's just because you that's, could be. I mean, but that's yeah. just the perk of the job. I mean, yeah. A ter- I mean, we could have. I don't know even what we could have done unethically, but. I mean, we didn't do it, so... So, oh, well, I don't even want to go down. That's that's actually a good dilemma that we could talk about. Yeah. Yeah. A bit later. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Integrity. I mean, I always felt like the bums kept integrity. Again, I just think it came down to the people we let around us. Overall, there's maybe one guy who I don't really consider a bum, but he was definitely around, um, that had major integrity violations, but I think that comes to... As I talked about earlier, you know, he grew up in a different environment than any of us have probably ever known. So I don't think he ever felt like he was breaking his integrity. But the, That's I mean, like, yeah, okay. there was only one guy that fucked up one time. Well, I don't want to say one time, but fucked up pretty badly. And again, I think once we got all the information, we checked him pretty hard. And it was like, hey, man, this is like really bad. And this is low key a deal breaker if yeah. you keep up this behavior. I think it's. Uh... Wait, what was the what was the prompt again? Integrity. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think that's where the other dilemma that comes in. Oh, let me write this down to make sure we talk about it. But like, um, this whole perspectives on integrity, on doing something right or wrong, right? And then let me write this down to the other one. It's cool yeah. and moral. 
Um, that's where I think the fun comes in and talking about these things, right? Yeah. Cause like you're saying, it's not like we're like, trying to excuse this person's behavior. It's just that we recognize that they came from a different upbringing, a different like world than we did. And yeah. because of that, they had different views on what they felt was moral or immoral or what was viewed as maybe as integrity or not. Um, yeah. and I think that always creates an interesting dilemma. Like we said, like that we're seeing in the world itself, like zooming out where it creates genuine conflict between groups of people. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we'll just yeah. say the word honor code is a sense of what do you may, what most people deem as right and wrong. I think like a huge issue in society is that the honor code is so, the lines, it's so drawn out now that people really, the, the margin for what is good and what is bad is so confusing. I really think like, I mean, so it shouldn't bit, be. Holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, it, but it is, dude. I mean, you know, we'll give a clear example. I mean, there's people that think what Donald Trump has done is ethically okay. And it's like, if you have yeah, people that think that's type of behavior in any aspects, okay. Versus people that think like everything he's done has been unethical and you're in the same country and it's difficult because to a certain extent, yes, there's 50 States and you know, different regions of the 50 States, um, very, we do have to have a strong sense as Americans, a sense of right and wrong. And when one person's right is wrong to the, you know, other group and vice versa, it's, it's very problematic. I think it's like a lot of issues we're seeing in society today. You know? I think even from that perspective, we're not even talking about the moral aspect of it, more just the code. ethical. The, I mean, there's a reason he's currently under investigation for multiple things. Yeah. Well, I think it's just problematic in that when we talk about ethics, we're talking about the code. This is morals. That's fine. Everyone wants to have a different sense of morals. Whatever. We can't change that. But the code of ethics, we all have to somewhat agree on that. That is how. That is our SOP, our standing operating procedure. That is how, as a country, you don't have to like it per se, but this is the rules. And when people start breaking those rules and doing their own thing, I think that's how we've gotten into per se the situation we're currently in. Yeah, I mean, I no agree. accountability, and but to keep going, uh, the last one. Oh, sorry, two more. Transparency again. I feel like in the bums, like anybody, anything you really wanted to know, everyone was pretty open. Yeah, I mean, we even had like the the football meeting. We're like pretty transparent with one another. So, yeah, yep, yep, and transparency. In fact, maybe too transparent sometimes. Maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> compassion. Yeah, I always felt like. Yeah compassion do you want to do the rest or do you want to move on to the unethical nine uh were there more yeah i got 15 but uh let's go on let's go on ethical okay unethical. abusive behavior okay i'm not gonna lie there was times where i felt like some of the roasts they were getting a little hurtful there's one bum in particular where it's like if you he'll push the limit he would push the limit on abusive behavior everybody's got some scars so I think some people had some bruising on their bodies. Yeah, it was all out of love, so it was okay. But I think if he had taken it ever a step farther, it would have been like, hey, man. <laughs> you I will say, though, but some people would justify their abusive behavior out of love as well. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, know, I think I know. you, I think we saw it first case in our senior year. One night, you know, maybe me and this bum were drinking and almost got in a fist fight in Taylor's. And it was... <laughs> You know, apologize immediately, like 6 a.m. in the morning, have an hour-long conversation. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You know, but, uh, yeah. That's fair. I think... That's a good point. That's a good point. So, 
you know, live and learn, kids, <laughs> adults, whoever listens. Um, taking credit for others' hard work. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll admit to this, and I am considering I was the snapper, and I basically won the tournament because my friends around me are really good at football. So I'll, I'll take some credit there, you know. Whenever me and me and uh Daniel, man, we went to volleyball class. We wore the same intramural shirts for like two days straight. We were we were trying to flex. No one cared. No one cared at all. But we were definitely flexing in volleyball. But I mean, seriously, I don't think. I mean, we we're all very cool about um so lifting each other up. Yeah, and and even just like me personally, I always made sure, especially if it was like school wise, I'd be like, damn, bro. Like I had a, a classmate that. Uh, one of our buddies, the buddy in New York, uh, he and I were in the same class, and we had a partner that was like kind of carrying low key, um, because he knew how to use Python, um, yeah. programming, and to do stuff. So we're like, "Oh, dude, my boy." So we, I mean, yeah, I always try to give credit where credit is due, because no yeah. one wants to feel like you're like. We all hate that. I think yeah. we've all we've all talked about that. We all hate that so much. So yeah. I uh, may have been struggling through a class in which I had a team project and maybe got carried through the whole thing. But in terms, I was spending money on buying shots and tots at uh, Rennie's. So I was actually the most, I actually had the highest um, teammate score. Not that I should have. We did, you know, you do the little team reviews. I had the highest one. So my teacher was like, man, you must have done a good job. I was like, oh my God, I need this for more team projects. But nonetheless, uh, sexual harassment. No. I don't think the bums have ever done anything. Nobody know of. of that we know of. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. would be, it would be a major shocker to me. And you know, we definitely. Um, I think. I think there's sometimes you probably could consider it. I think there's something that happened that you probably can consider it, but like, maybe off camera. This is. Yeah. I don't want to like. I don't yeah, want to throw anybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. I'll take the L on that one, but lying? Yeah, there's definitely uh, been some bums that have lied, but I think the the scale of big lie, little lie, I mean, there's only one big lie I can ever think of, one person made, and it is what it is. You know, we've dealt with that, but small lies, I mean, yeah, I'd be like, oh, I can't hang out with you guys today. I'm going to bed, a.k.a. I am playing Call of Duty by myself or with the other half of the bubs who are all saying they're going to bed. So, Or I am sick. Cough, cough. <laughs> um, Another one, misusing company time. Yeah, I don't know. Agreed? Yeah, I've never felt like anybody was greedy in the bums. Oh, yeah, I, I want to go back to the misuse of company time. Oh, they had gosh. nothing for like a lot of the interns to do when we went to the Red Box Bowl. Oh. So I guess you could say I was just standing around most of practice. They we probably did, though. So I mean, we could probably do a whole other episode about Oregon football and the Red Box. Aspects. That was, yeah, that was crazy. Oh man, yeah, the Red Box. I loved just freezing my ass off in San Francisco in January, just sitting on a box truck for hours. That's what I'm saying. Talking about the I'm meaning of life. There. Yeah, just yeah. talking about the meaning of life because we were really just nothing to do. Nothing to do. But can't leave, of course. You know, but uh. Yeah, greed. I mean, I never felt like anybody was greedy in the bums. I mean, we would do like a lot. We did a couple like eating events and, you know, Super Bowl parties. And like, I never felt like anybody got screwed over financially. Not that I ever heard about. I mean, I think everybody always paid. And Wait, I so mean, being greedy? Yeah. 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 Greedy. Greedy in these touchdowns, theft. 
to my knowledge, I've never heard the bums steal anything from anybody. I may be, well, there's one story, I guess, but yeah, off camera. But you know what? That we could, we could allude a lot of these things to this one situation, but it doesn't represent the group. And you know, false advertising? I mean, I thought I was about to, no, I'm kidding. The bums were great. I think we were so authentic. I think that looking back, that was a cool thing. Like, false advertising. Well, I mean, I'm sure, you know, people. Well, I'm trying I think to think of some funny examples of this, but no, I can't. I mean, like, people would come around. We'll just say, like, mm, uh, yeah, I can't use names. But, we, you know, once we really established, like, our junior year, like, we were going to the bunker. Everybody knew who was per se in the group. You know, new friends would come around, and everybody would be like, oh, my gosh, you guys do this every week. And it's like, when we can, you know, some of us have jobs, whatever, and other things. But it's like, I think people were so astonished because, you know, I think in college, once you hit your sophomore, junior year, you're starting to see these friend groups develop. And some people are super fake and they never want to be friends again. You know, and some, it's like a one-time thing. But us, I mean, we've still lasted, you know, the sands of time. So, but yeah, um... False, lying one, lying to employees. Uh, that doesn't really uh, conflicts of interest, disregard company policy, and lying about for conflicts of interest. Again, I mean, maybe we're still all super young in our friend group, but I mean, I don't know of any conflicts of interest. Um, I'm thinking of one, but it doesn't. It does. It's not really a conflict of interest. Yeah, I mean, nothing that comes to my mind. But no. moving forward, Eddie, because I think we've we've beaten this one pretty good. Do the bum? Do you got? Do you know anybody with a different set of ethics that you've met? That I mean, we've kind of alluded to one person that, you know, maybe even two, if you if you really think about it. But like, I knew a guy, um, grew up very wealthy, and he just had a different sense of ethics. You know, like a huge issue for us was like one time I bought a plane ticket to go see him, and then he canceled on me last second. I couldn't get a refund. And he didn't understand the big issue, you know? It was like, oh, it's just one plane ticket. I was like, dude, that was a $700 plane ticket. You not see the issue of the money I just spent and for you to cancel a week out? And, and to him, like, after we really talked about it, for him, $700 is a penny. It's not even a penny. It's it's the lint you find in the couch, you know, type thing. He didn't understand that that was, like, basically a whole chunk of money I had saved up working over the summer, you know? So I think that's one way I think it just comes to a misunderstanding, but is there be many anybody like that? Eddie? He's in deep draw deep deep thought process for anyone that can't see his face. He's gone through um, I know, I'm trying to think. You know, I think my dad's giving me some examples of people that he's met. Um where I he I think I won't get too into like a lot of the details, but basically like he my yeah, he was just really quiet around a lot of these people, and, and he just told me about. It. He's like, "Look, I know you and I disagree with about certain things, but he's like, I was just sitting there, just being as quiet as possible because I don't want to say shit. Because these are people with completely different uh, perspectives on how things are supposed to operate, how we're supposed to conduct ourselves with one another, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'll let Dale." Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I haven't, I haven't had the misfortune of dealing with people to those extremes. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's probably a few people that have a. 
a different concept of how that works. I mean, I, I could probably even, there's, there's people I know that are in my family that are kind of like that. They have a better idea of it now than they did before, but like it took them a little bit to get to that. Well, as we move on, Bums, I wrote down some ethical questions I found on the internet. Mm. We're going to discuss, we're going to give our answers, and then we're going to discuss them a little bit and go on to the next. So the first question, Eddie, well, it's kind of a two-parter, but with different variables. The first one being, would you return a shopping cart if you were leaving, we'll just say Walmart, and you saw it in a random parking spot? Would you stop and... If it was like a random one? Yeah, it was a random one. You just leaving it there? I had I had nothing to do with it. Like yeah, it's just there. It. I just it's parked. Just there. You were looking. You were leaving, and you saw it in a random spot. And you were like, Maybe. "Damn, yeah." Maybe I probably not. I I don't. I, I'm trying to be as honest as I can with you guys, and yeah. I mean, probably just feel like it's not really my problem. Yeah. The next one is: Do you always put your shopping cart back? Yes. After you, yes. Yeah. I I was gonna say I especially do it after having worked at Total Wine more too. Yeah. I'm like, ain't no way I'm doing that shit to people. I have seen firsthand people that uh, that were totally healthy enough um, to put their shopping cart back, leave it. And I, that's probably the closest. I'm Again, I'm not big on confrontation. That was one of the closer times. I almost confronted somebody. I was like, you should put that back. But people leave them in the spaces. Ah, oh, man, dude. I, okay, so there's been a couple times where I've seen it. And I've had my mom like stop the car and I get out and put them back because God, dude, I just, especially in the summer, man, I hate seeing those guys having to push those carts. Now they got the electric ones, which are nice. But I remember a couple of years ago, not all of them did. And I would just be like, you motherfucker, like leaving those in the street, man. Like, ah, something about it. It's, no, I, I think it's the laziness for me is what it comes down to. And it's like, it's someone else's problem. Like, bro, yeah, dude, just you, putting it off. It's the lack yeah. of respect. And I think, again, both of us having work jobs where you get badly disrespected and other people's problems get put onto you and you, the buck stops at you. So you have to solve it. You know, it, it gives you perspective on stuff like that. So, yeah, I was um, going to say, too, one, uh, doesn't like, was it Justin Herbert or Marcus Marotta? Like, didn't they come out and talk about that or something? Uh, yeah. Well, people are saying that story's not true, but oh, okay. I do know he did work at a grocery store. So I don't know. I mean, the quick witness story, I can't speak that that's facts or not, but I know okay. what you're talking about. Yeah. He's like, I love how the ending of it's like, so what position did your life, life play then? <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. I've never talked to Marcus, but I'd love to, you know, knowing his also brother. Same. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I could see it a little bit. But yeah. Okay, question two. Would you cheat on a test? No. Dude, I've actually... So I've legitimately had people try to cheat off my test. And I, like, pretend I don't hear them. Okay. They're like, hey, just, just tilt your test a bit. And I'll be like... Okay. Well, same with that. But have I ever... Would I? It depends. I mean, there's some tests in college that... Well, it's a, it's another question I wrote down that I found. We'll talk about it. But um, number three, do you recycle? Yeah, I try to. I don't think I do as good of a job as I probably could, but I at least attempt to. And then even like my brother does, um, with batteries, you're supposed to take them somewhere. So we have a a thing that we do that with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish I'll blame partially Oklahoma for just recycling was a not a thing here for a long time. We do have a cardboard box now. You're supposed to put all paper and and cardboard in, and I I do a damn good job. I'm pretty proud of myself. 
I will say I have family members that I live with that do a horrible fucking job and it drives me into actually um got into a fairly uh, mid-major fight with a person because they put cardboard in there and I kind of snapped a little bit. I was like, how many times do I have to tell you we're trying to save the planet here? I really was seriously mad. And they were just like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And I'm like, you're killing animals. You're, I, I went full just, you know, but as for it. like glass and stuff like that, like, no. And we don't, I don't think we have a battery place. But I will say I found out, I think I told you, we have a recycling center mm-hmm. in town. And um, I try to use that whenever I can. So. But uh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Is drunk driving ever justified? <laughs> and, and to clarify in the video, it specified anything above the legal limit. Um, no, it's there's no, there's not one scenario I could think of where drunk driving is okay. I think it's even just exacerbated by the fact that like everyone knows I'm a Raider fan. Learning that Henry Ruggs quite literally killed someone and a pet because he drunk he drove drunk i was like well it doesn't make it any better because as we learned eddie the nfl offered i think the nfl or the raiders offers a service for free rides to the player and so i think the nfl does but like they have uber they have taxi Derek Carr even came out and was like, bro, I have told my players I will give you a ride anywhere. I don't care. Just give me a call. Like, I mean, dude, the amount of people you could call, you could probably find random Raider fans. that would I, ethically- Dude, if, if I had, like, if I was at the bars and, yeah, I see a Raider player there and he's hammered and, like, I'm like, bro, I'll get you home. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I'll walk you if I got to. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I won't be able. Hey, to, I won't carry you, but I, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey, Eddie. We all know the story of that. <clears throat> I don't know how. I did drag uh, a certain a certain player on a certain football team at least thirty yards until, thank God, another car showed because I wasn't going to make it another foot. But considering my size versus that person's size. That was some uh, drunk strength from Bryce that has never been seen before. I don't even know if our good buddy uh, JB would be able to carry this motherfucker. <laughs> Boats are one thing. This guy was a whole. Nother... <laughs> I do. I do want to come back to this cheat on the testing. You know, yeah. I, there have actually been times in college where I've just taken it. Like what if I was underprepared or if I felt like I had cheated or whatever by like the teacher putting it on the test, I I just take it. I'm like whatever, I'll take the fifty. But I think that might come, and this might be a thing for me where I am so against cheating on tests. But I also know that I have the luxury that I'm able to compensate for that throughout the rest of the class. Like, I'm confident in my ability to take, to do well in that class and actually learn um, and then pass the rest of it that I'm okay just taking it. Um, just taking the, taking the dive. Yeah. Well, we'll skip question five. We'll come back to it. We'll drop to question six, which I thought was the most fascinating one I found. So it said, if you could cheat on every class in college and get an A and nobody would know, would you do it? No. Guaranteed A. You're never going to get in trouble for it. Any class you take. I would do it, dude. (laughs) I know. This is horrible. (laughs) Nah. Nah. Okay. So. 
I'll I'll just I won't justify, but I'll be real. You know, having maybe maybe I use the excuse of having my learning disabilities, which so many other people do. School was just hard. It was not, you know, and do working full time like I did. My grades were not great, and as I learned, you know, applying for grad school, not having a good GPA was very, very made getting into other schools very difficult. And um, what just you, you know, I loved sociology, but I do feel like in hindsight, maybe I wish I'd looked at other degree fields that I could have attempted to go into in the long run. Um, but at the same time, I can see the issue with this is that, you know, you may have a college degree and you may have a 4.0 GPA, but there's no merit or weight behind it. You know, it's like the second you get into that engineering job, you're going to look like a freaking idiot because you're not going to do anything. Yeah. But at the same time, I think with the way society's going and how college debt works out for most people, it's like, I just don't know how much a four-year degree matters anymore. I... I I ponder that question almost daily, given, you know, my own experiences in the job hunting field and everything else. So I just, I don't know. I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of issues with how much school charges people. You know, I was on scholarship. I applied for scholarships. I was on financial aid and I still have this mountain of debt for something that's only landing me a job that, I mean, I think you know how much I'm making, but not enough to pay this debt off for a little while, you know? and live even decently. So I don't know. I I guess like as the video went on, it, it kind of pondered the question of who's more in the wrong here, the student that cheats or the university that <clears throat> makes the school so expensive that if they screw up this opportunity. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, this is a bit of a tangent, but it is related is um, I saved this post um, yes. that talks about theft. Um, and He's really stolen from who? <laughs> and so what I found, and I, I do want to verify, but this is not the first time I've seen this data, is as far as, you know, from an industries are concerned, when you look at robbery and theft in the United States, um, we're looking at, when it comes to straight up robbery, burglary, auto theft, larceny, we're looking at about 13 and a half billion dollars worth of stolen money, if you will, from that perspective. When we look at these entities and organizations and their failure to pay wages and their failure to pay money that we are owed, um, we're looking at, let's see, 7, 15, uh, $38 billion. So really, when you when you come down to it, <clears throat> especially when it comes to just straight up theft, straight up robbery from stores, they would never be able to steal as much as what is stolen from people. Now again, I want to say this. I would love to look at where the sources come from, where the data comes from, just to verify. I want to make sure. I always want to do that because... As we've talked about before, you should never just take what you see on the internet as valid. Um, you should have some critical thinking skills. That's the case in a similar vessel. It's like, look, if I'm already getting fucked by the university, then what else do I have to lose? Um, especially posts. I get it. You know? And I think even something I thought of too, where it's like, if I had like 
growing up, if there was a pill that could just take away my anxiety, and not like the normal anxiety that a human needs for human function. I mean, the extra bit that I've experienced, but like, yeah, in a way it's like cheating at life because you're not really managing your, your stuff. Would I have taken it? I probably would. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, Eddie. I'm curious to your answer, not right or wrong, but let's say next year you go on that next coaching tour and by some miracle that, that coaching jacket from the Oregon state game is just sitting in the lobby and it's got your name on it. Cause you know, we write everybody's names on the inside and it's very clear that no one's, no one's using it. You know, it's been left there and you know, you can get away with it by stuffing your backpack. You're not going to get caught. Do you take the jacket back? Yay or nay? Yes. Yes. That's yes. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to use that because I think I'm already going to copycat essentially what you were saying, but I think there is correlation between, I don't know. I find myself now having a lot more, obviously stealing is wrong, you know, but I do have sympathy in the fact that are you stealing per se, or are you really taking what's yours? I mean, I, I think of some situations I've been in. Actually, I'm not going to finish that statement. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> um, Statue of limitations think, aren't up. <laughs> I need to not burn bridges. Um, no, I just think of situations where, you know, like Italy. I think a couple years ago, their economy was doing super bad. And they made a law where, as long, where if you were stealing food, they would not arrest you. And I think of situations oh, right. like I that. Where, that. Yeah. where I think situations like that's like, I don't know if I necessarily have a problem with people stealing food. Or, this may sound crazy, people stealing coats and sweatpants during the winter. I know that sounds stupid, but just knowing that there are systems in place, but in other places, the system is fucked. There is no, the food pantry is empty, the Goodwill is not, does not have the right attire. So what are you supposed to do? Fucking die? Because we saw that Chicago two years ago. I think it was like, the amount of people that froze to death before for multiple reasons. Dude, I mean, it sounds horrible. I'd rather Nike, I'd rather a Nike store get broken into and then steal what they have to than freeze to death. Now, obviously, that's not always the case, but I mean, I have a hard time being against those people. Go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, so this, this relates to the thing I wanted to mention earlier uh, about selling those items. But there is a person in the mid upper Midwest who I think is currently on trial, but no one wants to try them jury because he housed homeless people in a church. Yes. And it's like morally, morally, he absolutely did the right thing. Like a million percent. Ethically, you can argue from a legal standpoint, he is incorrect because there are a lot of implications that housing people comes with. There are regulations that we have to follow, et cetera, et cetera. So you get in that that like conflict where your morality and the ethics are kind of rubbing up against each other. But yeah, I would support them. And similarly are, you know, we know someone that it's like either I eat and I pay rent and I have electricity or I take a risk. Or I don't take the risk and I, you know, don't have those things and I go hungry and I can't sleep and and it's yeah. like and it's like ethically he they're in the wrong but morally they're not yeah 
I just, yeah, it's become, as I think about it, and to your point, dude, I think, you know, I think I sent you a video on TikTok, which again, do your own research. I mean, the account, I feel like it's fairly verified. The amount that companies are essentially the 1%. Oh, I mean, no, 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 that's, that's verified. Wall Street Journal, like a bunch of okay, yeah. entities so have Street investigated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about how companies, it's not because of COVID, it's not because of supply chain, it's literally because they just want to charge people more and make more profit. And it, when, you know what I say to that? Fuck you. I, you know, people should be allowed to take your shit. If you're already charging them double and now you want to charge even more. I mean, everyone knows that like Nike's like famous for, you know, one of the questions that I write down is like, is Nike an ethical company? Because they sell all this stuff for billions. They make billions of dollars off of sportswear. And it literally came out. I think like Jordan ones cost like literally like $10 to make. And it's like, yet they sell them for $120. But yet the person that's making them in Vietnam, um, I believe that's where they're stationed now, is making less than like the poverty line. It's like, how is that fucking ethical? And yeah. it's like, oh, but then you'll have the business guy come in and be like, oh, well, if they do that, America's going to have to pay $200. No, how about Nike goes, I'll say this foolhardy, goes Fs themselves and takes less of a profit margin. How about you, since, you're making, since it only costs $10 to make this shoe, how about you keep it at $120? How about you pay that person a livable wage? And how about you just be happy with the profit margin you get from that? Because you know what? They're still going to sell like a motherfucker. Yeah. But yet yeah. that's never the answer. That it's, It always comes down to the American person, typically people has below, yeah, has to eat it. Or it's the poor fucking worker in another country that has to eat it. And so then you're pinning essentially the poor people there versus the poor people here. Because nobody with money is going to care. You can argue, though, in that case, um, that morals and ethics would not be against one another because when you talk about the legal ethics of, right, you know, companies and what they, they can or cannot do, we, they we can be brought. They can be brought to lower wages to end their price gouging because we've seen it be passed in recent years. Um, For some companies, yes, but others that are at the very top seem to still. Uh, yeah, kind of, obviously. I mean. The article just came out about how like, was it nano chips and shit, like, the chips for phones. It's like the the kids that are working the mines in Africa in the coast of Ivory oh, to yeah, get all yeah. the uh, you know what I'm talking about. Have you heard at least? You know what I mean? It's like how ethical is that? You yeah. know, or even before that, blood diamonds back in the day, K jewelers and all those motherfuckers. They knew exactly where those things were coming from. On that tangent, uh, I know societally speaking, from a code standpoint when you go to marry someone and you present a ring it's supposed to have a diamond there are so many other things you can use instead of a diamond truly i've i've, I've learned a lot about that in recent time uh not only Something because i need had a few friends propose no 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 no. No, no 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 too soon too soon this is because of other friends proposing this is because of people that i follow content creators that have been proposed to talking about it as well I think it's something that we can look into finding alternative sources for these rings because like Bryce is implying from an ethics standpoint and from a moral standpoint, it definitely is not the right thing to go continue with these uh, sources, if you will. Yeah. Same goes for chocolate. That's why I like Tony's chocolate. They are trying to trade or trying to change. Talking about like trade. what um, companies now, like yeah. fair trade. Yeah. yeah. It's like that with like free range eggs and free range beat. Like that's become super popular. Thank God mainstream media was like, 
you're doing what to chickens? Their life's that horrible. Bro, like, I will oh. never forget. It's like you Bro. walk in, you look in the warehouse, and it's just chicken. It's like Minecraft. It's like our Minecraft thing where they're all just next to each other. You're like, yeah, it's like if I remember watching a video, and it was like if the chicken falls over, it because of it how dies. it's been, it dies because yeah. it'll either be stomped to death, it'll um, die of lack of oxygen down there, and or it won't be able to get back up and feed itself, and they don't yeah. fucking care. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I mean, God, now that I think about ethics on the broad scheme of things, it's like, yeah, because now we're getting into the laws, right? That govern yeah, these things. It's like, honestly, maybe a meteor hitting this planet's not the worst thing to ever happen because there's so many fucked up things going on. And it's like, it's just deemed okay. And it's really not. But it's like, because it's the rule and because our, if we're being completely honest, people without power, being your average Joe, even in Amer- as an American, don't really get a say in that. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can vote, but as we've talked about many episodes, the political party system is, you still don't get a say. Even if you elect your guy, you're not getting a say, and in four years, you're not changing enough. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to get too, like, pessimistic. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's, I, I do want to do the final question, because it now kind of correlates. If a company um gives you extra change, do you return it? Now, the caveat is, if the company's a small mom and pop locally owned versus a Walmart target corporation. Uh, if it's small mom and pop shop, I will 1 million percent give it back. Yes. Um, if it's not, I'm taking it. Dude, I don't count to be completely honest. So it's like, it may be too late. Yeah. Unless it's that like could a even be the case. If, if I'm breaking a hundred, yeah, I'll look. But yeah. yeah. If it's like five bucks, I'm not, but yeah, Walmart, I just, I remember the article a couple years ago. Um, Walmart's like CEO was threatening to close down uh, their stores because they were doing like uh, like 13 million a month in like stores stealing and theft. But then it was like it came out in that same article that he was making 156 million. And I'm like, you know, theft is wrong. I think he was making probably fuckers. more than that, but yeah. No, per month. I think it was a specific oh, store. Shit. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And I was like, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. you're, you're upset. I mean, yes, theft is wrong. Like, in general, you. You shouldn't take what's not yours. But then the argument of what really is yours versus, you know, I think you, you just look at the economy, dude. Like people with college degrees are making less money, you know, and they're being asked to survive. Uh, and it's just, not making less money. It's just proportionally well, to yeah, what inflation is to how much their money goes to rent and food. And stuff. that from that perspective, yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I should have. No, you're good. You're good. No, you're right. You're right. I just want to specify. Just knowing the fact that these companies are just getting a higher profit margin. You know, in the 1980s, we'll just argue that McDonald's is making a profit margin of, I don't know, what's a good one, Eddie? Like 60 percent? Is that pretty? Sure. Sure. And now it's like damn near 90 percent. And now they want to take it up even higher. And it's like, at what point is it like, man, shit? If you do still 12 hamburgers, you're just getting what you would should have been paying for in the first place you know so i don't know it's a tough question you go to europe and then you can buy that mcdonald's hamburger yeah and it's like yeah you look at europe and it's like they get pto and college assistance all this crazy stuff and it's like americans like holy shit you know it's like the whole argument too of like should we provide health care is it unethical the united states as a First world power with the money we have doesn't provide healthcare. You know, there's a lot of, I guess, quite, maybe this is a good topic we could come back to now that I think that about is. it. Because I of, think we would require a little more research so we can like t- take a, take angles at these bigger ethical questions in the United States and 
stuff like that in different industries for yeah. sure. And yo, the final question I have, but we've already kind of answered it. Have the bums ever seen bad ethics? Yeah. Yeah, we have. We just talked about it. God, dude. Dude, where do we start, Eddie? I mean, fuck. Um, Oregon football. Blue Tiger, baby. Yeah, Willie T, Mario Cristobal. Uh, I'll just I'll just lay that yeah, one out. We are Nike school, um, so I mean, you could just already just leave it at that. United States of America, in terms of uh, international so diplomacy. <laughs> I mean, what what war do we want to talk about? Where ethically, you know, I think you know. Quick tangent, you know, we talk about the Vietnam War, which I don't know if we've outwardly really talked about here, but well, I think we should know, talk I, about the history of it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I think I've sent you Eddie a couple of YouTube videos of listening to soldiers talk about their um, deployments and tours there, and like the correlation I find is like these are all fairly ethical people, at least from as they tell the story, and it's just the fucking rules that get assigned to them, and it's like, what are you not going to follow the rules and? Go to jail, get killed, you know, be considered part of the, you know, an enemy. I, I just, the more and more you look at it, I think, like, having a strong sense of ethics is what keeps things in balance. And I think, you know, as we see in modern society, our ethical, our ethics are hanging on by a, 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 a hair, if we're lucky to even say that, you know, in a yeah, lot of ways. The onus, the, uh, let me say this, I think when it comes to that, especially when it comes to companies or organization, the, they as an entity will try to defend themselves and do what they can to get by and lower the, and lower their, um, lower the bottom line, increase their upper line. Right. It is on you to go about keeping them in check. And it's unfortunate because that is hard to do. It is hard to stand up for yourself. It is hard to do those things, but morally speaking, it's something that you should do. And there are, there are codes and regulations in place that fall under that ethical umbrella that exist to help you do so. It's just difficult. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I always think like right now, the last thing I want to end on is like, you look at the movie industry and how all these companies are getting eaten up by like Warner's brothers just merged with another company. And that was already a merger. Let alone, and man. you know what I'm talking about? Like Fox is merged and the DC, you know, all that shit. And it's like, how are we not, Teddy Roosevelt anti uh, anti Sherman oh, trust laws. Yes. Yeah, it, you know, what I mean, it's like, how are we not hitting this? You know, I think you because they, they've been lax. Those exact rules have been lax, and you want to yeah, know who know, started that trend? Maybe we'll put that one in the comments. You know. Yeah, but but yeah, but yeah. Well, hey bums. Uh, actually, Eddie, is there anything you want to say to end this episode? Um, I think it's just the. Uh, I think the cool thing about ethics is how much they cover you know i think that going into this i was like oh man i'm really gonna have to talk about these big concepts and then i'm like looking at all the research and i'm like looking at their definitions legally definitions other stuff and i'm like oh like we could just talk about how at our schools we had to do this or as a team we have to do this right like that's a form of ethics because they're an externally sourced thing that we have a chance to like interact with and change, but like for the most part, something that imposed on us that we develop. Whereas like our morals is just something that we grew up with and they do overlap obviously, but like they also can come in conflict too. So yeah, yeah it's just a cool thing. 
Yeah, I think it's funny. I remember in college learning about like ethics and morals at like a deeper level than high school. And it was like, I started thinking, like, why is this important? And now as I see the world and what's going on, it's so important. How it's like, yeah, it's just, it's so important. So if you guys are a younger audience member, like, please pay attention to what you learn in history class and what you learn in your ethics and, you know, morality and all that stuff. Like, I hate to say that it took me maybe longer than it should have as an adult, but like you'll learn real quick, real quick in society that you're going to want to know what is right and wrong and like, you know, what is ethical and what isn't. That being said, bums, um, I think, you know, maybe in the comments, we'll, we'll put up a question for you guys and you can put us through some ethical scenarios or something like that. But thank you bums so much for listening to this episode. Um, I think we've already alluded to, we'll definitely bring this topic back and do a part two and talk about some more stuff. But thank you guys so much for listening. This has been really fun. Eddie, it's a pleasure to see you again, my guy. Um, Bums, please check our Instagram, T-H-E-V-U underscore M-S. Check out the website where you can see our blogs and interact with us. Oh my gosh, can't speak. Interact with us even more. Uh, www.strugglingbums.com. We will see you bums later. Peace.